Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 286 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night, live on Facebook. But as always, the podcast is available at anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. While you're there, throw a little five-star rate and review. I love reading reviews. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. That is you guys. If you like the video option, which a lot of you guys do, head over to Spotify. There is the video option there as well. If you want to listen old school, iTunes and every other platform. But as always, you can get it at anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. You can go to the Patreon page, become a member, have access to all the past uh, bonus episodes, patreon.com slash KMF podcast. Built Bar is releasing a lot of new flavors. Everyone has marshmallow. So if you're a marshmallow fan, this is your time to be a Built Bar fan because no matter what they make, it has to have a marshmallow center, which I'm not crazy about, but some of you guys like marshmallow. So check it out, builtbar.com. Use code WWBRO podcast, save 10% off your order. Yeah, that's the worst plug ever. Yeah, but um, I'm very truthful. I'm not a big marshmallow fan, and everything they send me has uh, freaking marshmallow in it. So step up your game, Bill Bar. Let's get some, some good stuff in there. I don't like marshmallow. All right, Sail Away Coffee, the best nitro brew out there. Check it out, sailawaycoffee.com. They are doing everything right. I do like all their flavors. You can go to sailawaycoffee.com, use code WWBRO10. They ship all over the country, but local Long Island companies, so definitely please support. Give them a, sh- give them a shout. Get some coffee, sailawaycoffee.com, use code WWBRO10. My good friend Lori Palmentary will be filming her half-hour special comedy album September 9th at Kevin Smith's Smod Castle in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. Go to smodcastlecinema.com for tickets. Give Lori a follow uh, on Instagram at go see Lori and check this special out. Um, of course, you guys know my buddy John Ziegler already released his special. Go to YouTube, check in John Ziegler, getting my affairs in order, or follow him on Instagram at John Ziegler Comedy. The link is in his bio. And before we get to the podcast, I want to give just two shout outs. One, my nephew Luke, happy 10th birthday, buddy. Yesterday was his birthday. The kid pitches a no hitter on his birthday. How amazing is that? And he called it. He told his coach, today's my birthday. I'm pitching a no-hitter. So congratulations to my nephew Lucas and the Merrick Belmore 10U Little League team on making it to the sectionals finals. They win Thursday nights. They go to state. And congratulations to my nephew Rocco. Him and his soccer team came in second at the beach tournament this weekend. They're eight-year-olds. They were playing up a division, playing nine-year-olds. They still came in second. So congratulations, Rocco. You're killing it, buddy. The kid is awesome in goal. Absolutely love it. All right, with that being said, I am going to bring on my guest this evening, my friend, Laura, from the Wine Over Matter podcast. Welcome, Laura. I'm sorry about the long intro. No, that's fine, Anthony. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to be here. I don't know what you have against Built Puffs, but I've been dying to try them, and you're not selling them. Well, uh, you know what it is? I'm not, <laughs> I just, I'm not, like, I like marshmallow, but, like, not in everything. Like, I was a big chocolate marshmallow fan, like, as so- far as, like, you know, the rings or like I like s'mores, but it's not my favorite thing in the world. Like I, I would do anything like, for a s'more right now. <laughs> anything. Like I would much rather have like just the chocolate and the graham cracker and maybe throw some peanut butter on it. And that, okay. that's my kind of jam. That's how Fair I get it. Like everything they send me is like a marshmallow bar. They just sent me like cream new uh, the the ambassador sampler pack. It's like cream flavors. So it's like lemon cream. Uh-huh. Cream. You know what? Which is actually it's not bad. I'll give him that. It's not horrible. But like, I just want a regular goddamn built bar. <laughs> I know. They've been pushing the, the puffs hard. I have noticed that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. If they like, they bought a lot of marshmallow. Um, Courtney <laughs> says hello, by the way. So hi, Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Courtney's watching. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's all right. If you like marshmallow and chocolate though, please don't let my, uh, my Mushad Monday get in your way. Um, go, Check them out. It's it's they are pretty good. Right. <laughs> Not to go on a built bar tangent. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, you know, I get like all these <laughs> tangents. And like, if you weren't on the show, it'd be like a 20 minute tangent about marshmallow <laughs> and like chocolate that I would be on about. And it's something to come from my childhood. I'd probably cry, and then that'd be the show. That's how you was <laughs> on here. Uh, but it ha- it's been a while since you've been on on the show. We were it trying has. to figure out before how many times I I you I think three. You say maybe four. I probably will go with you because you're probably right about a lot of things. Um, yeah. 
So, I usually always go with the woman. They're right. I wish Jeff would realize this as fast as you have. Oh, he does. He's just not gonna. He's just not going to say it. But believe me, he knows. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, speaking of Jeff, first of all, congratulations on getting engaged. Thank you. Big congratulations. Thank you. I, uh, thank you. I feel like I've been watching like a, a movie or a TV show. I've been like on this ride with you since the beginning. Yeah. I mean, from when I started my account in 2017 and then I met Jeff in 2018. So if you're an OG follower, which me and you have followed each other for a long time, you've kind of seen it since the very beginning. I have. I remember like you first going on, like, I remember when you started, like you would, because we would, we would chat back and forth. You were, we were both on the dating apps. Yeah. And like you were dating and then like you, I remember like you went on the first date. Then we saw the first picture of Jeff at the Angels games. I know this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the worst picture too. I share it because it's like, it's our first picture together. I think yeah. I look, I look great in it, but it's the worst picture of him. And he hates it, but it's like, it's our first picture together. You got to show it. It's just yeah. the first picture. And exactly. I think it's awesome. Like you guys like the same baseball team because believe it or not, that's a big thing for me. Like I, but, but we don't like the same hockey team. So we still I, have our issues. Okay. That would be a big thing for me too, because <laughs> I know like where you are in California, you have the Kings and you have the ducks and you have the Dodgers and you have the angels here. We yeah. have the Islanders and Rangers, which is a ridiculous rivalry. Like it's, yeah. it's insane. Um, and then the Yankees and Mets, which is more like, I guess the Dodgers and angels kind of thing. Like the Yankees are the, the main team. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely if you're a strong fan of one, it's it's definitely we call it the freeway series rivalry here. And it's okay. it's still a big deal. Jeff. He's still kind of a little bit of a Dodger fan. Like if the Angels are out of it, he'll root for the Dodgers. I don't always feel the same way, but I rooted for the Dodgers when Don Mattingly was the manager. That's when I because I, I'm <laughs> I love Don. Mattingly. He was my favorite yeah. baseball player growing up as a kid that I actually convinced my first fiance. Um, if we had kids and we had a girl to name her Mattingly mm-hmm. and she didn't know who Don Mattingly was. She was like, Oh my God, that's such a pretty name. So <laughs> original. We can call it Maddie for short. I'm like, yeah, Maddie. We call Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, she was telling her mom and her brother's like, like Don Mattingly. And she's like, well, who's that? And he's like, he's played for the Yankees. And she's like, no, <laughs> so I didn't get away with that. But um, anyway, no kids, no fiance. So didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, like I always think, like you know, my next girlfriend, like, what is she gonna like? She's gonna like the teams. Like, my last like serious serious relationship, she was a Met fan, but she was like a crazy Met fan. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: like in New York, the the Yankees' real rivalry is with the Red Sox. Like, it's it's a heated yes hatred. So like Met fans root for the Red Sox to be idiots like sometimes because like, you know like they hate the Yankees so much like mm-hmm. Met fans aren't really Met fans they they watch what the Yankees do and then root for their team second like they are obsessed with like the Yankees winning and losing so they root for the Red Sox because it makes Yankee fans mad. She came out to the car one night in her brother's Red Sox shirt and I was like gotta go inside and change not getting in my car with that shirt on <laughs> not happening and she's like are you serious I'm like I'm dead serious like you're not getting yeah. my car we're not going out with that shirt on it's not happening. So yeah. she changed, and like yeah, maybe that's one of the reasons. That was probably the first red flag. Maybe that's <laughs> it, was like, it was the first in a in a long row. But it, you know what it, it is. I was thinking about this today as I was going over the the notes for the show. You know, we always say meet your internet friends, and like you know how important the community's been. So like, you know, here we like we come on this platform and we share everything, ups downs, you know, highs and lows. So like you know when you see. Somebody who's, you know, one day is talking about like, you know, maybe a divorce or a bad breakup or a bad situation. And if you feel like they're with them and then you see now, like what happened with you, like you met Jeff, you guys, you know, everybody was like rooting for you guys. You bought your first house. You guys got Penny and now you're getting married. Like it's like people like are want to share that success with you and that happiness. It's It's a different kind of connection. Do you feel like the same thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I um. I feel like that was so many of my, like even ones that I've never met. Cause there's the ones or even that I hardly even talk to, like you've just maybe followed for a long time, but you've yeah. never built like really a personal connection, but you feel like, you know, these people and you just, you're rooting from that for them. And it's just amazing to see, like, now that I've been a part of this community with a lot of people that I've known now for five plus years, it's, um, you almost talk to these people more than some of your like actual friends. Oh, 100%, <laughs> which is which is crazy. Yeah, like I have like 
serious relationships with people like Courtney, for example, who's listening right now. I talk to her more than like a lot of my local friends. So it's, it's definitely a different kind of relationship that you built with build with people on. Yeah. I, I can actually say that I've been more excited about like you guys getting engaged, you and Courtney, most <laughs> my friends. I, yeah. I, I, you know, it's like, I, cause I'm so invested. Like, I feel like, you know, like I, I hear the story. I listen to your podcast. So like, I, especially your guys' podcast, you and Steph talking about like everything and like everything that happened, like with Steph and, you know, Mr. Boss moves. Like when she first met Jordan, I guess like, protect the big brother. I was going to damn like, what's your intentions, bro? Like, what yeah. do you, think? you <laughs> hey, know, I found him. I vetted him first. Yeah. So. You did like, you know, like who's this crazy person that from New York that's asking me questions. Oh, he's just an you know, Instagram friend. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's true. Like, you know, you, you get invested in like, and, and you, you, you root for people like, you know, you, yeah. you're really genuinely happy when any kind of success happens. So like it says, I'm really happy if you guys get married, the whole wedding Thank thing. So I love listening along on the podcast each week and um, hearing all the updates and um, Coming quick. yeah. And it sounds stressful. It is. I'm over <laughs> it. <laughs> well, well, you found the dress. I saw you post. I did. I bought, I bought a dress yesterday. So that was one thing that was keeping me up at night. Cause um, since I had weight loss surgery recently, it was definitely not your typical like story of how you typically buy a dress where you, they want you to order it six months in advance. Cause mm -hmm. it takes at least six months to get here. And where I knew like, well, I'm losing so much weight per month. I don't really have that option, like to know what size I'm going to be. So it was like, wait till a few months before the wedding, buy a dress and I bought one that's a little like if I got married today I could wear it but it is a little tight and um I'll just have to do some alterations and yeah. but I'm just glad it's like off my plate because that was like stressing me out and they're gonna have to take that in I mean because you're you're doing awesome it's thank it's you awesome to see um and that's another thing that you know you decided to do the weight loss surgery and just following that every step of the way um which was actually the next thing I was going to talk about. So yeah, we're in sync. You're bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> things. Um, that's, that's a long process in itself. And so like this all happened kind of like simultaneously, the engagement, the weight loss surgery. So let's, I guess, start from the beginning with that. Like when did this like come into your head and like, and something that you really were like, okay, I'm definitely going to do this. I'm serious about this. I mean, weight loss surgery has been in my head for the last 15 years if we're being honest I've gone through the process a couple of times in the past um I've bailed out on it uh back in 2017 was the last time I had thought about doing it um at the time with the current insurance that I had they wanted you to lose weight before um you would be able to do it so as I'm going through the classes I'm losing weight and I started like kicking ass and I was like and then so I'm kind of like well what I'm doing right now is working. So why am I going to go through with the surgery when I'm still eating things that I want? I'm exercising and I'm, and that's when I started my account and I proceeded to lose my hundred pounds. Okay. So that's why I had initially gone away from doing weight loss surgery in 2017. Um, fast forward to meeting Jeff in 2018. And then just like putting, like still kept off most like kept off the hundred pounds, but didn't keep losing despite having to still lose another 75 to hundred pounds. And, um, and then it just like kindly kind of crept over the couple years with gained 10, 15 pounds. And then like, by the time the pandemic hit, it was like, it was the stress of the pandemic and being bored at home. And then we also bought a house and everything just kind of like went completely downhill, losing all like, routine basically when the pandemic hit and that's when I started to see like substantially gaining weight all of my weight back again um during the pandemic so it was just finally about last summer I was just like I feel so lousy again like all the things that I remember like in 2017 making me want to do that again like where I was just always in pain and things like that I was like I just I need to do like something and I felt like I kept, kept starting. Oh, I'm going to start counting calories again. And it'd last a couple of weeks. So then not, like nothing was sticking. Like, I'm like, where's that fire that I had in 2017? Like, why can't I freaking get there again? Like I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. And I'm like, why don't I have that same motivation? And, um, I talked to Jeff about it and he kind of, at first it was like, let's give it one more shot. If you really want to do it. Like I obviously support you and, 
next thing you knew by October, I was research, reaching out to my insurance company and deciding um, if this was, and it was, I kept share. I didn't want to, I wanted to share about it on the podcast, but I always made it very clear. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I'm going to share about the journey, but I'm not saying I'm hundred percent. Cause I didn't want to say I was, and then I decided not to do it. I wanted to still have that out. And um, I felt like every month, like as I was going through the process, I felt like a hundred percent, like sure that this was the decision I wanted to make. And so I started that mid October and I had my surgery on May 8th. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you can hear it when you listen to the podcast, the more you talked about, you could hear it in your voice that it was something you were definitely doing. Like you could just, I guess, I don't know if you knew that that's just the way it was coming across. I guess, cause that's how you were feeling. And like I, myself, I went for a consultation and you know, it scared me. Um, it was like, I'm scared of surgery. I'm, I mean, yeah. it scares me a lot. Um, and I, I relate to so much you were saying about like, where's that fire that I had? Mm -hmm. um, because like I just posted a picture before, uh, before and after my haircut today. And then <laughs> I looked, I clicked the tag of the barbershop and a picture of me came up from 2019. Mm -hmm. I was like in prime. Yeah. And like, I wanted to have like a, a meltdown. Like I wanted to sit in my bed and cry. Like I was like, I was so upset. Like seeing that yeah. like, it, it triggered me so much. Like, I'm like, I'm still like a little not, it, it's messed with my head. Like, you know, looking at that picture, it's like, you know, okay, that and it's I just hard. Happy. And I'm like, I'm just like, it's like shining. It's like, you know, like he's glowing. And it's just like, I love looking through my memories every day. That's like, I literally, every morning I look through memories on Instagram and my time hop and stuff like that. And it's hard sometimes. Like, I'll like get hit with a picture of me and I'm like, oh my God, I looked so good. I was doing so good. And, and I wasn't like, I didn't feel like I wasn't living my life either. Like I was like working hard, but I was still like doing all of the things that I like to do. I just was doing a lot of Zumba and I was watching what I was eating and mm -hmm. I was doing, going to my WW meetings and I was just like kicking ass. And now I'm like, man. And so I'm trying to get back there again. And I'm starting to finally feel like, it, feeling like I, did I mean, you're doing awesome. Like, you know, you, you're losing weight. You, it seems like you're feeling better. I, um, I it's amazing. Like the things that I notice. like I don't notice it in the moment. Like I was um, talking to my surgeon last week and he was asking me if I had any non-scale victories. And I was like, Oh, Jeff and I, we went to an angel game last week. And as we we're like driving home afterwards, I was like, we, cause we sat in our seats till about the fourth inning. And then from the fourth inning through the end of the game, we were just walking around the stadium. We'd go stand somewhere on a patio and like watch the game for a bit. And I was like, I couldn't have done that a few months ago. My back would have been killing me. Like I would have been like, can we go sit back down? Like I'm like over this. And like, I was like, I got, we were in the car and I was like, Oh, I didn't even like, it didn't face me that we were walking around for two hours and I didn't seem to care as much. Yeah. I know that feeling of being at a sporting event and like, it's like you get home. It's like a workout. Yeah. You know, Cause it's a lot of stairs. It's like, I went to the Islander game uh, for the first, I went to the, uh, I got to see the building this year for the, the, the new building. And it's, it was great, but you know, there was more stairs and even with like the, we live in today's world of elevators and escalators and everything like that. I mean, it's a building. You have to get to there's the yeah. stairs. There's not a, you know, they don't take you and just bring you to your seat. You have to get there. <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of walking and, you know, I felt it the next day. I was like, it was like, oh my God, I remember like that was such a big non-scale victory for me, you know, back in the day when I was going at this hardcore you know, going to Yankee Stadium and walking from the parking garage to the stadium, through the stadium to my seat and being like not affected by it, like not caring. Yeah. And the same thing with Islander, you know, going to games like Islander games too. the same thing before the pandemic. Like, you know, I went to a bunch of games for the first time in years and was loving every second of it. And, you know, and that stuff kind of goes away again. It, it eats away at you a little bit. Yeah, I'm and definitely... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying, yeah, I just, I want that fire. Like, yeah. Yeah. We were, um, we get half season tickets for the ducks games and, um, like by the end of the season, I was just, cause we part, we don't park on site so much cheaper in this one lot we like, but it's, it's like a 15 minute walk about to the stadium. And I would start hurting by the time I got to the game, but like from the game walking back, my back would be an excruciating pain. Yeah. So I'm like really looking forward to seeing how that goes when 
come October when it's time to go to hockey games again, like it's going to be a breeze. And I'm looking forward to that because it was just little things that so many people don't think twice about is like on my mind constantly, like any activity, any outing, it's like, that's all you think about. And it was like, yeah, that's just on my mind again. It was like, it was gone. And it was a relief that it was gone. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, I have to worry about this stuff again. And it just like, and people always like, Oh, just do it. I mean, you don't understand like how, it's hard to do something when like you feel defeated right out of the gate and you yeah. can say all you want. Oh, it's got to change your mindset. You got to change this until you like you're in those shoes and you're doing it. Like it, you can't just tell somebody to get over it. And you know, I've been trying it's, I've been trying to do it for 30 years. It's not that easy. No, it's not. I mean, I've been as a kid, like it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's an uphill battle. It's hard. And, um, you know, people got to do what's best for them and, and, and get through it. And, you know, like, you know, it's like my very good friend of mine, John Arpino. Uh, you, I don't know if you follow him or not. Yep, or I'm sure. I do. Um, you know, he he gets attacked a lot for weight loss surgery. And people always tell him um, that, you know, he cheated. He took the easy way out. And he was like, it's not easy. You go, you know, it's cool. And I was wondering, did you get any backlash or anything when you decided to to come out with this? I have not yet. I've yet to have anybody. Yeah. I mean, me too. I hear about it all the time. Um, I've yet to hear anything that felt super negative. Um, I mean, I'll get kind of random comments, but nothing that felt very like, oh, you're taking the easy way out. Cause I agree. This shit is not easy. <laughs> and um, it's, I mean, it's motivating to see the success that you experience but there's also a lot of frustrations that come with it and a lot of sacrifice and just a lot of hard work. Well, I felt, I felt so bad for you. I was listening to the podcast a couple of weeks ago and you were looking so forward to having eggs. <laughs> I mean, but think about like this, like, you know, you're not eating solid food. You're drinking shakes every day. And like, you were like these eggs are like, and it was like, it just wasn't how, good. how to scramble. I mean, so that was, <laughs> I've, I mean, okay, how I'm on week probably nine or 10 right mm -hmm. now. And I was able to have a, um, a scrambled egg after week three. And I, it was like all I was dreaming about. And then it just was the worst experience ever. And I was like, man, this is disappointing. That's why they talk about like reheating. You can't reheat eggs. It's no. It's disgusting. It's like, you yeah, because I have to have hot eggs. And it was yeah. take, I mean, now I can eat an egg because I can eat it um, fast enough where it's still warm enough. But, when you were taking one bite every like four or five minutes, it was like, nope. <laughs> I felt so bad for you because like, it's like, I remember you like even talking about it, like episodes before, like I have an egg and then like time comes and like, you got to put yourself in people's shoes. Like if it was easy, like it's everybody would do it. Yeah. Like, well, it's not, it's, it's, a, you know, I think it's a major surgery. It's real recovery. And then now you're training your body again to like, you know, go against everything you knew to fit this new plan. Yeah. Like one of the hardest things I always say for me is, um, like learning my body cues. Cause I never did that before. Like I never listened to my body. I ate until I was miserable half the time. And then like, yeah. it was just like, and now it's like having to, and I was, I wouldn't say I was the fastest eater, but I was a, I was a faster than most eater probably. And like having to teach yourself to eat slow and then to eat slow enough and like, like, for me now, I know when I'm getting full, I start getting the hiccups. Hiccups is okay. like my new like cue that I get. But um, just like it's you can get so distracted when you're like having a con eating with other like when I'm by myself, it's so much easier. But when I'm with Jeff or I'm out to eat with friends or something, it's so easy to just be like eating and talking and not paying attention. And the next thing you know, you're starting to feel pretty lousy and then got to take a step back. But it's a lot of like learning how to eat again. Which, yeah, I mean, you hear like people like who are in, in accidents and have to learn how to walk again. And, you know, it is one of those things that our bodies just kind of like do. I mean, we can mindlessly eat. I mean, you can sit, put me in front of a uh, TV, put a bag of chips or something in my hand and that bag is gone. I don't know where it went. I don't remember yeah. eating it. It's like, you know, it's something that we could do. And I'm a fast eater, too. So that would be really hard for me. And I just said mm -hmm. by nature. Oh, for weeks I was using an alarm. Like I literally had an alarm. I'd hit like three, four minutes, whatever it was at the time, and then start, take a bite. And then when an alarm goes off, restart, take a bite, wait. And then like, I had to use an alarm because it was just so hard. That's, that's crazy thinking about that. Like it's, yeah. 
And, you know, they always tell us, you go, you go back to WWE. We still, I can, I remember like mocking my coach. She's like, put your fork down and assess how you feel. And like, mm -hmm. you know, just look around and chew and count to a hundred. <laughs> like, but you know, in a way they're right because you had, you know, at a certain point you do get full before your mind is telling yes. you that you're full. And like you said, like I eat until it's like, okay, I'm going to pass out now. It's like, you know, <laughs> my body's like, okay. You get like the glaze over the sweats. It's like, okay, now it's yeah. time to just like stop. Um, but it's true. If you, I guess, take time and relax and, and just assess this, you, you'll, you'll see that, yeah, I'm, okay, I'm full. I don't have to finish everything. And yeah. um, it, but again, you know, you, you mock that because it's not something that's the norm. And, but if you have to do it, because otherwise, what happens if you do eat too much? You get sick. Yeah. Like I, I am lucky. I have never thrown up still or had any situations like that. But um, like there was one night last week was the first time I thought I was actually going to throw up. And that's the thing. I had the same thing for dinner. This was like night three of having the same thing for dinner, same amount. And um, I finished eating what I felt like I was. And I literally felt like by the time I was like done eating that I had eaten like a big old steak, a entire baked potato and a whole loaf of garlic bread. Like I felt absolutely miserable. I was like, Oh my God, Jeff, I think I'm going to throw up. And like went to the bathroom and I was like, okay, I think I need to just like walk around. And I ended up like getting like a little burp out. And then I felt like 90% better, but it's like, you just get these like nauseous feelings. And, um, and thankfully I don't get that very often. I do pretty well. Um, on most days, but it's, it's really, it's a bit of a learning curve. And, um, but honestly, like the time has flown by and it does get easier. It felt like the first couple of weeks, like, it's like, what did I do? But never had any regrets and I'm very happy with the decision. Yeah, You'll get to the point where you, like you're eating, like my, 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 my friends who have had it, you know, for a while now they're, it's like they, they don't eat as much, but they sit down, they can eat like every, everything else that everybody else eats and stuff. Like yeah. and you're retraining, your body now how to take in food and, and everything else. Now see, I'm a, I'm a big drinker. Like as far as like liquids, I, I like a lot of coffee, a lot of water. Is that something too, that you have to monitor? Oh my gosh. It was so hard in the beginning. Like now I can take a decent gulp now in the very beginning. Like, is it like right now you're chugging and like sometimes like I would like so bad, like I start chugging and I like literally would have to just like spit out the water. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to, cause they, you're like taking tiny sips at a time in the beginning, like littlest sips. And it's like, I just want to take a big gulp and now I'll take bigger gulps, but I can't chug like they're, um, and I still, I drink more water in the last two months than I have in the last two years. I, um, I was not a good water drinker, um, but I constantly have a water with me at all times now. Um, and so it's been an adjustment. I don't, I just, I'm drinking coffee again. I don't drink as much of it. Um, and I just try to replace with a lot of other things that I used to drink. I just, I actually like water now. I just didn't like it before. So it's kind of weird how that changed. I always like water. I was, I always drank a lot of water. Oh, I hated um, water. It's, but you know, as I, as I get off track though, like, I do. I don't drink it as much. It's like I just am okay with drinking my coffee all day long. And, and like, yeah. And like, no, I actually enjoy water when I drink it. It's like, you know, I, it's really good. Like, it's it's like I'm at home. I drink water. But like, if I go down to the cigar lounge or something, I always have a coffee with me and Arnold Palmer. Uh, like, Starbucks makes a black tea lemonade, which is mm -hmm. phenomenal, especially in the summertime. It's like ice cold, and um, it's been like really humid here. Like, you guys have been talking on the podcast about your. 76 degree summer like okay that's been gone for a couple weeks now we're i've been hitting almost 90 every All day right. here now. you want to trade any second i will trade that with no on here it's the reason i hate the east coast during the summer it is like it, it's 86 percent humidity today it was it's, it's just disgusting that's it's, awful no thanks like the other night I, I was driving uh i was ride sharing and um i came home at like two o'clock in the morning on saturday it was actually sunday morning i guess i opened my car door and it just like hit me like it felt like just like moisture, just like I was like, oh, it's just disgusting. That's like, you know, and it even it rained, like and it still doesn't do anything. Yeah, no. Yeah, the East Coast is gross like that. Um, when you guys were talking about, I gotta remember, like you guys record ahead of time a little bit. So yeah, like, we're a week, we're always a week ahead of schedule. When you're like it's seventy six. I just want like 80, 90 degree days. I'm like, all right, let's switch. <laughs> I'll be seventy six all day long outside. I would love it. 
yeah no we we've been it's finally gotten hot like i know other places around in socal if you're more inland it's been hitting triple digits but around my house we've been around 90 are you guys close to the water um i'm about like as the crow flies probably like 10 12 miles from the water um yeah but i am considered more inland okay see i'm like on the south shore of long island so like i'm like I would say, well, now I'm more north I, where I was. But like when I grew up, there was water like three blocks away. Like that's where the canal okay. started for, mm-hmm. to go out to the into the into the bay and stuff like that. Um, so like I miss it's, it, it is it's a bit different difference in temperature. I was telling my dad, like even like just leaving my house where I am now and driving 10 minutes to my brother's house, I could feel the change in temperature and oh, like, yeah. the air. Um, so it's one thing I could always, I would have to be near the water. I can never live like, you know, inland anywhere. Yeah. It was like 90 here, I think on Saturday at my house and we went down to the beach and it was like 78, 79. So and it was like perfect. Is your pool heated? I meant to ask you that. I don't know why. I guess. Uh, our pool is heated, but by now we don't have to heat it anymore. Like, so we heat it like to start the season and like for the first month or so, whenever we want to use it. But by now it's, it stays warm enough. We don't have to heat it. My brother keeps his at 85. Ours naturally stays about that. So okay, he has it on eighty five. The, the heater's on. He goes, my pool is eighty five. My house is sixty eight. That's yeah. right. That's how it is. Love your brother. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it's like a meat locker in his house. It's awesome. Oh, I love it. it. Never. I remember we went down. We used to go to Florida to see my uncle Joe, and I guess he just got used to living in Florida, and like it, the air condition like was on like seventy seven or seventy eight. Uh-huh. And like you're at night, you're like, oh, I know. We know oh. so many people that are like, we keep it this time. We keep it at 73, 74. And it's like our house is pretty cold. Um, but yeah, I can't do the 77, 78. That's too hard. Oh, so we like next one, like, Uncle Joe, you gonna put the air conditioner on? He goes, You got ceiling fans, the air conditioner's on, it's 77. You go, I'm like, that's not air conditioner. <laughs> like I even my say at my cousin Joe's house, I tell him you gotta knock that down a couple of degrees because I need yeah. at night I like to be cold. Me too. Like I have, I have my air conditioned. So I have one, um, in an apartment, my windows just, I'm, I'm not a, in a basement, but like my windows, just not like a regular window, mm-hmm. wide window. So I bought like one of those, por- not a port, like a portable one. Yeah. With the hose with the hose. Yeah. And I turn it towards my bed and it just blows. Those get cold bed. too. It's amazing. It's 64. Yeah. I said it's 64 and it just goes and it's just like, I sleep like a baby. <laughs> during the summer like just cold and loving it um but I, yeah it's that and that's the thing to be like oh when you lose weight you won't be that i'm like i still felt the heat like i was and now i feel even more but like even when i was like, yeah. like i'm i i i'm down about 100 from my heaviest mm-hmm. so I, I kept off that and i it's but it, i think on the way up again it's a lot different than the way down definitely yes like i feel a lot more um restrictions at this weight that I did going down at this weight. Oh, absolutely. Like you feel like when you lost a hundred pounds, you felt great. But yeah. like being gaining back to that hundred pounds, it does not feel the same way. Being no. at that same weight. It's I, it's not fair. I'm, yeah. I think, just, I think you feel worse as you're losing it. And this way it's yeah. more motivation. <laughs> um and this and then you feel better at a certain point. Yeah. And I remember like being at this weight like when I and I go back like when I was losing it. And like, yeah, I was like doing all these crazy things. And it's like, no, that's not the case anymore. We're kind of going up. So I do have to make a lot of changes. Um, I do have to get serious again. I was telling my, my best friend, Nick, about this, um, who's now a famous meme. Um, yes, he is. <laughs> crazy. It's absolutely insane. And if you're like, so if you guys are not familiar with it, um, they caught the Gilgo Beach Killer here on Long Island, which... Uh, I think there's a lot more going to come out with it. I don't think he was working alone. Um, but I was texting Nick because my best friend Nick is into horror and loves all that genre and serial killers and all that stuff. And if you came to Long Island, he would take you on a tour. He gets, he, he, he took us on like a million times when we were in high school. He knows every spot that something happens. So joking around that morning, I texted him the address. I'm like, hey, new stop on the tour. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I'm here at three o'clock. He goes, maybe I can get out at one. <laughs> a half hour later he just texts me i'm in route so like people like he wore he goes why do you wear that hat like, he wanted to work that day he had the text <laughs> mask i had on at work and he just <laughs> and he went down to the scene of course sitting there in his his hat 
whatever rock and roll or punk or horror shirt he's wearing with the sleeves cut off and his sleeve tattoos or, <laughs> horror, or his horror sleeve tattoos, his Joe Pesci glasses that he wears from Bupkis. He <laughs> I mean, he kind of stands out. I mean, he's going to let me go yeah, talk yeah. to this guy. He might know something. <laughs> and he was he's a meme and he's all over the place. So funny. Yeah. Do you guys actually were you guys following that at all out there? Not until I think Jeff had mentioned it to me, I think the day before the day of. So we didn't know anything about it until he had actually been caught. So like I'll kind of tell you like how close like this is like the actual home. Like it's 10 minutes from where I live, this guy's mm-hmm. house. It's three minutes from the lounge I hang out every night. Like legit Crazy. three minutes, like you go up the street, make a right, make a left. It's right there. Um, I was on the block the other night dropping somebody off for Uber. You know, mm-hmm. like I was not on his block, but like that. Yeah. I passed it. Um, so it's like it's crazy how like and then you start like wondering, like, how many times was I in the same area as this guy? Because it's Mass. I'm I'm Mass Beagle Park. I'm there every night. Like I'm, it's that's where my cigar lounge is. I'm constantly going around, and um, we didn't get a chance. I was actually going to tell the guy to look his name up in the system to see if it was there. Mm-hmm. But well, Gilgo Beaches, that's out in Suffolk. That's where we used to have right like, a little past there the uh, Weight Watcher meetups. Oh, okay. So it's like, kind of like yeah, it's, Long Island is. Um, it's it's kind of crazy how like close. Yeah, this this all is, and I didn't know how like nationally how national it was. No, I didn't know anything about it until, um, which doesn't say much. I don't follow a ton of like national news except what I find out on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had not heard anything about it until he got. They make caught. a Netflix documentary, then like you know, it'll be a, a exactly. Thing. It'll be on a podcast in a Netflix doc before we know it. Yeah, well, they did have a kind of documentary about it. Um, oh. But it, it wasn't really, I didn't even know about it. So, like, it wasn't that big. Oh, okay. Um, I have a feeling, like, whatever shakes out of this is going to be a... Uh... What do they think? How long has he been doing this for? So, I'm, I'm thinking this goes back, like, 96. Dang. Yeah. And they're thinking other people are involved in it. There's, like, a lot of things going on, like, with the, even the Suffolk um, old police commissioner who was arrested and put in jail um, for something else. Mm-hmm. which is crazy because I back before he got arrested, they did a fundraiser at one of the comedy clubs and I was there and I was hanging out with this guy all night. He gave me his car. He's like, ever need anything in Suffolk County? Just here, you know, we like party with him all night. He was actually, I thought yeah. he was fun, but I didn't know what a wacko he was. <laughs> um, he, they've been thinking like, he's always been like rumored to be the guy because yeah. like, you know, I was like, Oh, it's him. You know, he's a, he's a, you know, everybody thought it was him. Um, and I think this goes on for like, you know, from 96 until now. So it's like they just found something the other day. And that's kind of like what like sparked all of this. Um, and then like they were following him around and he didn't he was eating pizza in the city and he threw his crust out in the garbage. And like what kind of self-respecting fat man doesn't finish the crust? Like, you know, and then he gets <laughs> Nick said, Nick texts me. He goes, he goes, fat man got to finish the crust. He goes, that's the best part. And I was telling him, like, yeah. If it's good pizza anyway, then you eat the crust. New York pizza in New York City. The pizza, yeah. <laughs> bad pizza is good in New York City. I'm like, there's nothing better than an ice cold DC washing down crust. I'm like, what's yeah. thing? <laughs> like, has he not? Has he not finishing that? <laughs> um, and that's how they got the DNA off of him. Like two days later, they arrested him. Dang, I hadn't heard that. That's awesome. Yeah, they've been following him for a while. I mean, it's from what I hear, it was like a long time coming, and they were just putting pieces together. And then you hear like crazy stories like like years ago, he, someone called and said, I did it. And they were able to, it took them too long to trace the burner phone and they got it to like in an area of Manhattan now that they know it was where his office was. Like, it's just like, you know, you hear all these stories and you don't know what to believe really. Yeah. You know, um, but it's just like something that's, it's crazy what happens in your own backyard. For sure. You know, especially here, you know, on Long Island, everyone's like, you know, well, the neighbors like, oh, no more long time. He was a good guy. I know him. <laughs> you say good morning to him, good night. You know, yeah, you know him. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. But if you see his house, it looks like a serial killer lives there. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a massive people park is really nice. Like every house is nice and like everything's done. 
this was like a red shit box in the middle of like an eyesore. Like if you would have like turned down this block, like, oh, a serial killer must live there. Like this guy definitely does something. He's killing people, this guy. Because it just looks like decrepit and run down and like a house that you would not want to go near. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm like, why don't you just do you should have arrested like 13 years ago? That's the house. Like I was thinking too when they showed the house, I'm like, oh yeah, a hundred percent. Not surprised. Yeah, it's not not surprised. So that's like what's going on like on Long Island and everything like that. Um, so what's going on like your neck of the woods, just basically wedding stuff and and yeah. Surviving, just surviving, um, trying to eat decent when I can, meaning eat a good meal. And wedding stuff is pretty much consuming my life and work. Is is uh is Jeff like uh, helping out in that area or like is it? He knows I'm doing so much, so if I ask him to do okay. something, he's more than willing. I just don't think he knows what to ask or what to do if I don't ask him to do. I, it. I get that because I yeah. wouldn't know. Like I I was kind of like halfway. I was well, we were six months away from getting married. This is mm-hmm. my second fiance, and it was the same thing. Like I if I was asked. I was able to do something and I was able to give an opinion, but like, I didn't know like where to start. Like, how do you, how do yeah. you start this? I'm like, okay, let's just, uh, I don't know. Let's have a good party. I'm I mean, like, this is my second time doing it. And I couldn't even, I was like, I don't remember doing any of this. I don't remember being this stressed out. Like, but I mean, in your early twenties versus like, I have a lot more anxiety and stress now than I did when I was younger. And we got I mean, married young, right? You, were yeah, really I was, I was 23. Okay. So. Yeah, 23. I think even if you're stressed, you don't know you're stressed. It's yeah. a different, it's different kind of thing. And my mom was helping me a lot like this. I'm trying to do a lot of it on my own and stuff. And so, yeah, Jeff is more the, he's not like asking like, hey, what can I do to help you today for the wedding? But it's definitely like if I'm like, hey, can you call these vendors and like get quotes on this? Like he's willing to help out. And he made that um, the wood sculpture thing. Uh, yeah our big love marquee sign he did good yeah and he always any other things you want me to make for the wedding and so he's like willing to do stuff but he just needs to be asked that's great because i could never do anything like that like that's 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 like you something you buy in a store like it's yeah he got got some carpentry carpentry skills from his dad but um a lot of youtube and he just we, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's pretty close to, and you can't tell it looks great. I mean, the pictures you've shown, it looks like it's phenomenal. Yeah, I'm, like, you I'm know. happy with it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, the wedding's going to be awesome. You got, you know, that it's going to, everything's going to come together. Everybody's there for, you know, the right reasons and everything. And um, it's going to be a good time. Have you yeah, incorporated Star Wars at all in anything? Like I said, you should. There is not anything. As of right now, it's his push is all, he has not even asked anything Star Wars related um, because we're getting married in an airport hangar. Okay. The typical things that get brought up are Top Gun related. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that's never done here. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're like, cool, another Top Gun, whatever. But yeah, um, yeah he has not requested any Star Wars. Uh, See, I just I add things to like my own like head checklist that I know no one's gonna agree with, so I'll never have to get married. <laughs> um, and it's Star Wars is like when we leave the altar, there's the lightsaber. It's like you know we walk under a thing of lightsaber. Sure. And the thing is, like we walk in, like you know when you they introduce everybody. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife will walk into the NWO theme. Mm-hmm. And I'll be playing the belt like Hogan does, and then mm-hmm. I'll do like the NWO point. Uh-huh. And then she'll come out like Scott Hall, like you know, like Scott Hall. <laughs> That's non-negotiable. So, Isn't that uh, cool? That'd be cool. I don't even know what you're talking about, Anthony. <laughs> you know anything I just said? I, just... <laughs> I know who Hulk Hogan is, and that's about it. Scott Hall, you know Scott Hall, Razor no. Ramon, uh, no. Razor Ramon from back in the nineties. No, He's Scott Hall, and NWO, and NWO. No, I'll send it to you because it's awesome. Yeah, please do. But that's like that's why non-negotiable. Like that's like some of the things I, I want. Red velvet cake has to be somewhere at the wedding. That Red has velvet to cake happen. sucks too. Does not. Red velvet <laughs> is the best cake in the world. It became so trendy in like the late aughts, and I was like, I mean, it's fine, but I mean, I would much rather have like chocolate cake oh. or no, yeah, red, red velvet, velvet cake over everything with that cream nah. icing. I mean. Cream cheese icing is fantastic. A big glass of milk and that red velvet cake, maybe a coffee, and shut the lights. And shut the lights. 
Yeah, I'm going to town. It's 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 it's, it's on. And you know what it is? I don't have it that much. That's a crazy like no one makes it. Yeah, it's not it's not as popular anymore. It's like, not that great. Everyone was like, "Oh wait, why did we all love this? Because it was red." Like everyone was like, "I guess this isn't it's that great." Chocolate cake. I mean, that's what it really is. I know, but it's not. It's for some reason not as good as chocolate cake. It's better. So, hmm. um, no, I like and, and every like girl that I've dated in the last ten years, no one bakes really. And the one that did that was the shortest relationship. I got rainbow cookies out of it, so I was happy about that. <laughs> but like, it ended before I can get red velvet cake. Um, <laughs> Believe me, I still text her on her birthday thinking like maybe like my red velvet cake. I do. I text this girl every year. She must think I'm like a creepiest person. I, I text her on her birthday. Then I got a response like Snapchats and, and Instagram stories. Uh-huh. I, I got to stop. I'm just trying to be nice, but I just want that red velvet cake. What I really Why is she going to give you red velvet cake on her birthday? Because I'm a nice guy. And she's like, oh, Anthony's always nice, even though like, you know, it didn't work it's out. my birthday, but here's a cake. I was mean to him. I will... <laughs> I will make him a cake and say sorry. And like, oh, thank you for always, uh, you know, being a nice guy. <laughs> I'm a nice guy because one time she broke up with a boyfriend and she called me out of the like, I know I haven't talked to like a year. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, can we can I, can I come talk to you about everything? I'm like, yeah. And she didn't have the cake. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you know. But it's got to be fun, like nice knowing that, like, you know, you're getting married. Dating is all behind you. Never have to deal with this again. Thank God. It's awesome. I mean, because it, it is the pits. It is the pits. I got to find somebody like what you did with Steph and someone to vet um, these women. Kim's kind of doing it. Kim. Um, I was just going to say, why don't you have Kim do it? Kim's thing for me is she tells everybody um, he's got a car and a job. Yeah. Is that like a thing, though? Like, is that like a real. Not like, going to lie. If you don't have a car or a job, I'm not going to talk to you. But that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said it's like a thing like you know he's got a she always like when she's like hey ladies he's single and he's got a job he's got a car like and i'm like i mean but always- to be fair like we're older i mean that was and now it's a real concern i guess if you're in your 40s and you don't have a car and a job but when we were younger that was like always a big concern it's it was like when their occupation said student it was like mm, unemployed yeah unemployed <laughs> well it's too it's like you know I have single women who are my age that I'm friends with. And they're like, you don't understand how important that is. Cause some people don't have either one of those things. Yeah. And I'm like, how are they telling people that? Like, I would lie. Like, I would <laughs> like how are you telling like somebody like, I don't have a, I, like, see, I, you know, when I was just, when I was just a comic, like, and I was, when I first started doing comedy. I had gotten like laid off from Geico. So I just did that for a few years. Mm-hmm. I could be a comedian. Like how, and I remember when on speed, I went speed dating with a friend of mine. She dragged me. And this girl was like grilling me. She's like, so what do you do? I'm like, I'm a comedian. And she's like, well, what do you like? How do you do that? I'm like, well, I got on stage. So jokes was, where do you live? I live in a house. Like your house. I'm like, no, I rent. I, I, you know, I live with my family. I rent for my family. So, so you live with your parents. Like, no, I live parents. My dad (laughs) broke me down. It was like, you know, she's like, like, how do you make money from doing comedy? I've never heard of you. Like, what's your name? I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Two minutes over yet? Like I, was just I mean, we have a lot of that here, even because in Southern California, you, there were a lot of comedians, actors, things like that. And yeah, so I mean, it's but I I, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> it just didn't happen. But I can imagine in California there is a lot of actors and comedians and and that kind yes. of stuff. Yeah, but isn't that like nice? So someone's pursuing a dream. Doesn't that count for anything? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a certain amount of time, but like focus on your career. Don't focus on dating. I well, it's just, you know, I just want to go out on dates here. No, nothing. I'm not, not you. Uh, the other oh. ones. Oh, other ones. Okay. That, that me. just, you know, it's funny. Like I would meet people at the club. So this is like how I think people view like comedy and show business and that kind of thing. Like they think it's like glamorous. Like it's like, oh my God, he's in show business. He's a comedian. <laughs> I would meet somebody at a club. And then, like, we get to talking and kind of like telling them what it really is. And those rose colored glasses went away really quickly. <laughs> it's like, so why are you going to a coffee shop on a Monday night to, to tell jokes in front of nobody? I'm like, that's oh, Mike's what I do. Yeah. And like, that happens when? I'm like, every night. I'm like, when do you do sh- paid shows on the weekend? It's like, when do we hang out after? Like, it's like, you know. It is tough. It's, you know, it, it was, I guess, tough during that time, but um, I see where you're coming from, but it's, yeah, I think it's, you know, I watch a lot of romantic comedies and I think it is like, you know, the guy pursuing his dream and, and doing that thing. It's take a chance. 
I mean, I was always just, I'm, I wanted to hang out. And if you couldn't hang out and I didn't want to hang out at midnight, I got to go to bed. (laughs) And this, um, I'm really looking forward to this Wednesday's episode because Courtney's going to be on it. Yes. Um, We got a fun episode. this. And you three, like when you start talking about life and everything, I never feel more, uh, immature and, <laughs> and like you know just behind about where i should be as an adult doing you three so i actually said that to i was i was uh, driving somebody in my my car for uber and she was like oh what are you listening to i said oh my friend's podcast it was actually the last one that you that courtney was on mm-hmm. and i said it's a really good episode i should check it out i said i never feel more like you know inadequate as a as an adult as when these three are on again because they're talking about real life stuff <laughs> and i'm like this one i'm worried about like you know when the next season of mandalorian is coming on <laughs> How am I going to fit it into my schedule? Like, <laughs> you guys like, yeah, engage houses, this and that. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so far behind everything. <laughs> but no, I'm looking forward to it. And um, it's awesome that you guys have that dynamic. And it happened through, like, we were going back, we'll circle back to that whole, the internet thing. Yeah. Um, because you guys sound like you've known each other all your lives. Yeah. I mean, I've only known Courtney since 2020. Or no, 2021. So I've only known her a little over two years because um, I met her. Steph brought her to me like, hey, I think this girl would be great to have on the podcast. I'm like, I don't know who she is, but sure. Had her on the podcast for the first time, fell in love with her. And her and I have become like really good friends since. I've gotten to meet her in person. And um, yeah, I mean, we, she kind of, everybody like loves her on the podcast because we've kind of followed her journey of dating and stuff because yeah. we kind of included her on our conversations since all of us have been divorced and dated again and have landed in serious relationships. And so we kind of just like to do regular like check-ins and updates with her. And we always just have a really fun time when she's on the podcast. Yeah, she's a third, unofficial third member of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, because sometimes I'm like, I want to have her on more, but then I'm like, I feel like it's not that we wouldn't have fun still, but I'm like, I think it's like super fun when we haven't chatted like that in a couple of months to like catch up and really like get into it because it makes it a good time but it's never like repetitive like you guys always like it's always fresh and and as a listener you know um it's never like oh courtney's on again it's it's like oh courtney's on again like it's like when she was doing the dating updates like when she was dating again it was like i know you were really bummed she got (laughs) everybody every time we've gotten excited like steph it was like that was the whole thing when we started this podcast it was gonna be the main focus was gonna be like we're really gonna follow Steph's like dating journeys, and it's gonna be so fun because dating sucks. So there's gonna be awful stories, and that makes good content. And then she got a boyfriend immediately. Mm-hmm. They broke up, and then she got a boyfriend immediately. So the dating um, stories were pretty far and few between. Yeah, I mean, I, so I was like, you know, I remember when the whole when she first started doing the, the apps because again, I'm I'm like off the apps, but I I have Bumble open still. I don't use it. I go on once in a while, and I don't even respond because I'm just like, it's just, everything seems fake on it. Um, I'm not paying money for anything. So mm-hmm. I'm just like legit, just like out to see. Like, and if something has, somebody comes along and finds me, then somebody comes along. Otherwise I'm uh, That's the thing though, is I always tell people like, you have to make it almost a part-time job. Yes, it I really. Know. And it, I know. And that's the thing. It's like, I felt like anytime I had success with online dating, I was like making a commitment to it every day. It's I know because you guys would, would talk about it on the podcast and I'm like, I'm exhausted just from listening to this. Like, yeah, I, I I can't I can't do this. I can't do this. Like it's like all like the looking and the talking and like and then the conversations like I you have those first day conversations. I've had so many in my life. I just it's it makes me want to take my head and, and bash it into this wall right here yeah. over and over again. My own head just hitting it into the wall. I can't, I, I don't know if I can do it anymore. I don't think I can have I another, another conversation. It sucks. You know, and we're all just, we're lying to each other. We're on a job interview. We want the job. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. We're telling a, a fabricated truth. It's, you, you know, not everything is, you know. I never I'm, felt like that with Jeff though. I felt like he, I've like, now that I like know him, yeah. I like look back and I know, cause I had screened every, I screenshot our entire Tinder like <laughs> conversations <laughs> before I had deleted the app because I wanted to have them. Okay. And it's like, I'll go back and let, and I'm like, this is all so Jeff. Like nothing seems like knowing him, like. From what you describe of him, like I never met Jeff. I don't know him, but like from what you describe of him, he doesn't seem like that's his personality. Like it's just like no. what, is what you get. Absolutely. 
and that's a good thing. I mean, that's that's actually that's a really good thing to find in yeah. somebody. I'm I'm like that to an extent, like, but like you know, when I say I'm a comedian, like I am a comedian, but like yeah. I'm not Jerry Seinfeld, like, and that's what like yeah. I don't I stop at a comedian, like I don't say like yeah, but I you know, and I tell my I tell him I have a job and this and that, but like it sounds more glamorous to say certain things like that. And it's like, you know, I just, cause you know what, to get to a certain point too, it's like, I want to get to a second date. Like I'm tired of like not getting to a certain point or even past that. So it's like, that's what I got fed up. Like, I got to like a bunch of first dates. Yeah. I didn't really like these girls that much. And they were like <laughs> blowing me off. And I'm like, no, like I'm done. Like, this is <laughs> it. So now if, um, you know, I'm just Rose yelling help out in the in the water, and hopefully it <laughs> comes by. That's <laughs> need to get that whistle. Yeah, I gotta get the whistle, and even then, I don't know. Um, I only remember that because we literally watched Titanic a week ago. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. You watched it. I watched it probably two days. I watched it before the whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, just by chance, I was just I went on. I forget what it was on, which streaming service it was on, and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. And then the whole thing happened with the whole sun yeah. and everything. Um, and I'm like, okay, and why? Like we were talking about, like watching again though, I did get more sad at different things. Abs- yeah, no, we uh, because we watched it. Jeff had to watch it for his for his podcast, and um, I was like, oh, there's no like, I used to cry watching this. Like, yeah, when I saw it in th- I saw it in theaters three, four times, and I, when I was younger, I would just cry, and I was I cried over the Jack and Rose stuff. Like that was ultimately what was like so like touching for me, and I was like. Oh, this is movie isn't even gonna make me cry this time. And I because I hadn't watched I'd watched clips like on TV and stuff, but I hadn't watched it start to finish in years. And the anxiety I started getting was like crazy. Like I couldn't believe like knowing everything that happens, and I was still having so much anxiety. And then the things that were making me sob, like the things with the kids, or like the old couple in the bed that were like holding each other while the water was like coming in. I was like losing it. And the mother's reading to the children. I, I oh, lost yes. that last time. Lost it. Like those uh, were the things like I was like dying over. I was like, I could care less about Jack and Rose this time. Yeah. Like but, Jack and Rose. This is yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and yeah. That kind of stuff really got to me. And like, you know, putting something like the captain's shoes go- going down with the ship. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like yeah, that kind of stuff is like crazy to me. Like that kind of mentality. And then I went like down like a rabbit hole, like watching like disaster movies. <laughs> I like was watching clips from the um, Perfect Storm and like stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I was like, I, I was like, you know, I was like losing it. That yeah, was, like so much anxiety and tears. Oh, um, Jeff, Jeff's been on a serious kick since then of watching just like James Cameron document, like all this stuff on YouTube about James Cameron and other <laughs> disaster stuff like that. But yeah, he's got that cornered the water stuff, like all that, all yeah. that stuff. But yeah. um. Titanic to me was like a, a movie like that reminds me of like right out of high school because that's when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it with my friends like opening weekend and they made fun of me for crying. <laughs> and there was a guy behind me snoring. Some guy fell asleep. Like his, his girlfriend brought him and he passed, he passed out. It was like the, he was just like, he was chopping trees is how loud it was. Yeah. Like, you know, he was he was snoring. Um, and no, but like it was a movie that I just I don't like I thought I would hate. Like I mean, we I don't. I think my friend Chris had a girlfriend. That's why we went and saw it. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, I thought I would hate the movie. And I was like, and I was probably denying my, my rom-com and all that, like, you know, love and stuff that, you know, it was too cool for school. Yeah. It, no, I, I loved it. And I thought it was, it was done. And then all this, like all this is just brought it back. Like, you know, all the stuff in the news and everything, which I would never get in that, that submarine. I don't know if you would, if they paid, I'm not paying. Hell no, no. I'm not paying 250 250k to get it to sit no. in a, uh, a tube and shoot me down to the ocean no i don't even like to go on the submarine at disneyland so i like freaked out as a kid like yeah. i'm like, oh, like why am i going in that she's like it's not like, anthony it's not really a submarine i'm like i'm not going in that thing she's like how to bring me down to where you can see through it she goes look it yeah. doesn't move she's like tell him i'm like I, I just don't like the like i get claustrophobic and that kind of stuff like me no too. way and just being looking at like into dark a bit like there's nothing alive down like no. it's just like dark and mm-mm. i get i get really claustrophobic i remember as a kid there's this thing at the bronx zoo it's like a mole exhibit where you can like it's got like little glass like domes yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the kids go in it and there's millions of kids just like we're like you can't go where you want to go and i remember like freaking out 
in yeah. that thing and like getting out like <gasps> like you know you couldn't breathe and like i'm like i'm never going back and i think i get it. claustrophobic when like my seatbelt locks on me and i feel like i start panicking and like <laughs> i feel like i'm never gonna get out like yeah i i don't like being in closed spaces i don't like i remember like i was like 13 and i don't know why i went under my bed <laughs> I, I don't know what my brother like slid it underneath too and he's like what are you doing and i'm like get get out move now <laughs> i can't like you know i don't know what i was probably like hard to like hiding from him yeah I, was 13. I don't know what happened and like he's like he's like what are you doing and like he came underneath, and i was like and probably literally probably the last time ever that me and my brother were both under a bed or <laughs> So history right there as well. Um, but yeah, it, it that kind of stuff freaks me out. So I, I don't. Yeah. Did you have to like um, go for any MRIs or anything like that or CAT scans when you had your surgery? Or I did, but nothing that was, um, I had to do some different x-ray stuff, but everything was like, I was able to stand there and no, just kind of, yeah, I didn't have to do anything where you have to like slide into the tube or anything which i've done that before and it surprisingly didn't bother me too much but yeah that that kind of stuff always weirds me out as well i, when I had my knee when i was a kid when i was 16 I, I hurt my knee they put me in feet first my dad was the mri tech so he was like yeah. let's put you in feet first it's easy that way you're not the freak out because i was like i can't i can't go in yeah yeah because i would i would freak out stephanie said hi by the way a little while ago oh hi steph yeah um, I guess you're just tuning in now. Thanks, Steph. Just tuning cool. in. thanks for the support. Yeah, thanks, Steph. Uh, <laughs> but before we go, like, where can everybody find? We talked about the podcast and everything else. Please tell everybody where they can find all this lovely uh, content. All right, you can follow me and my journey at Crunches Before Brunches on Instagram, and you can listen to my podcast, Wine Over Matter. I host it with my best friend Stephanie. Um, we have new episodes every Wednesday. You can find Wine Over Matter anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Wine Over Matter Pod. All right. Look at that. Definitely listen. Please listen to this podcast. It's awesome. As someone who does a podcast, I, I'm not a big podcast listener. So for me to actually listen each week, it says a big thing. I'm not. A big... Love your support. We appreciate it every week. I do. Like, I feel like if I forget to post, I feel horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes like I, I just, I like lose track of like, because you know, I listen in the car, mm -hmm. like I listen going to work and I listen coming home from work. So it takes me like sometimes a day or two to listen to the whole thing. And I forget to post the thing. And when I realize it, I feel so bad and horrible. <laughs> Don't and feel horrible. Writing like apology letters to both you and Steph a couple of times. Like, you know, <laughs> saying that I'm sorry for not posting it. Because I, I, feel I mean, yeah, it gets to Friday and we're like, Anthony hasn't told us he loved the episode yet. Yeah. So. I mean, seriously. We don't think we, yeah. <laughs> going on? But definitely check it out. It's an awesome podcast and, and follow Laura and Steph. They're, they're doing awesome things. And, um, just Laura, I want to say I'm really proud of you and everything you're doing. It, it's Thank awesome. You, I've been, yeah, like I said, I'm an OG follower since you're like my first real Instagram friend. Um, the first person that actually reached out was like, Hey, what's going on? Um, let's mock each other over our baseball teams. I'm like, okay, cool. And yeah, we did a lot of, a lot of, um, talk angel Yankee talk. Yeah, it was, I, I think when we started to become friends, it was right in the middle of baseball season. Yeah. And, um, I think like the, I, I've told the story before. I'll tell it again real quick before we go. But like the first time we actually, like, I think a real conversation was you talk crap about me to Yankees loss. Cause he thought I was going to the game and I didn't go. Cause my girlfriend had broke up with me over a text message oh, yeah. before. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't go. My girlfriend got me. Like, <laughs> we actually had a conversation and it was, and that's how we became friends, which was, um, I, I did forget about that. Yeah. So that's how really me and Laura became friends. So, uh, to my ex who did that, thank you because you know what, um, things work out better in the end. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's how me and Laura became friends. She, uh, she talked me over my ex breaking up with me over text. Um, that's not why I'm not <laughs> But Laura, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Of um, course. I always love when you're on and we'll, we'll definitely have you back on. Like I say Anytime. we, like there's five other people yeah. here. Like, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I'll have you back on. It's like me and me and the, the, the team in the back here. Anytime. We'll have you back on. And I want to thank everybody who listened to this episode, episode 286. Yeah, 286. I almost forgot there for a second. Check it out, anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. Also on iTunes, five-star rate and review. Also, if you like the video option, check it out on Spotify. It's got the full video of the podcast. Definitely go and check that out. 
Only one place to go for your deli needs this summer. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show and then get yourself an Uncle Cheese, the best sandwich out there. It is that good. Finn'sDeli.com. We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. My best friend, Nick, the Long Island meme guy, Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the at the Gilgo Beach Killers house wearing guy. That's who wrote this song. Very beautiful song. Writes good stuff. You check out his new band, Demon Scar. They're also on iTunes. They dropped a live album. Um, it's called The Whiskey Bootleg from their show this December uh, at the Whiskey A Go-Go in, uh, in California. So definitely check that out. Um, Demonscar.bandcamp.com. Once again, I want to thank everybody who joined us here on Facebook. Everybody listening on your podcast, listening devices. This has been episode 286. Have an awesome week, and I will talk to you later.